Hello, and welcome back to the No Qualms Here podcast. My name is Kira, and today I have my friend, Marjorie. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> this is Marjorie. <laughs> would you like to just say, um, so she goes to college with me at UVM, but would you like to say your major? I don't even know it. Isn't it a long name? <laughs> um, I'm a natural resource planning major, um, so it's a little, a little long. It's kind of like environmental science, but not quite. <laughs> and that's the best way I know how to describe it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about your major. What is the inspiration for that? So, I always, like, knew, like, I went to all these national parks with my dad when I was younger, and, like, I definitely became very passionate about the environment and doing things sustainably, blah, blah, blah. So, at first, I was like, oh, environmental science. But then I realized when you're an environmental science major... Science? You have to take (laughs) chemistry. (laughs) You have to learn animal tracks, Uh which, actually, I did learn. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I realized, like, I was very, like less into like doing field research and like analyzing Mm. data and like doing soil samples and more interested in like learning about human behaviors Mm. and like how about and like the laws behind environmental Mm. policy and like the things that actually work Mm -hmm. to make people like do things more sustainably and like I wanted to learn about how people affect change that way and I wasn't necessarily like so interested in like being the person that actually does the experiments like in a lab no this is not happening it's cool it's kind of like take some poli-sci elements because you're learning about like environmental people, policy yeah. and law and stuff like that. But then you also take, like, sociology because mm-hmm. you're learning about how people interact with yeah. the environment. And you're also learning econ because it's, like, a lot of this stuff is so economically driven. Right. Like, because people are always, like, me included, like, I'm going to buy the mm-hmm. cheap thing that's bad for the environment nine mm-hmm. out of ten times unless I'm feeling a little bougie yeah. and moral. <laughs> right. And but that's like, how the government decides what energy sources yeah, to use and exactly. all of it. Like, yeah. So you're learning more about, like, all of the stuff that plays into, like, the decisions that right. we make. And I love that. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. so cool. And I love taking social classes and geography classes and stuff like that so I yeah I love the classes I take for my major and I also have a community and international development minor because I would love to apply these concepts to different places Uh, that aren't necessarily I love that yes that's so very cool how did we meet how did we I don't know we have not known each other long but I feel like we are but shall we say soul (laughs) sisters Turbulent 10 days. Um, a lot of colleges have alternative spring break, ASB. So I was a site leader when Kira and I went to Baltimore. Good morning, Good Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> we were doing some work with an organization called Civic Works. And we did so many different things. Oh, yes. Just all, all kinds of it stuff. It was like, how do you even describe Civic Works? I, it kind of was like... Like, helping the community in Baltimore. Yeah, like, they had all kinds of different projects yeah. for, like, that community was... Community garden. Yeah, it was mostly yeah. for, like, underserved communities yeah. in Baltimore. And there was, like, a big emphasis on, like, food insecurity. Right. Which mm-hmm. I feel like was, like... But they also have a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah, it's, like, it's very cool. It is very so, cool. that's how we meant. Not that exciting, <laughs> but... That's also so exciting. So exciting. <laughs> Marge is a very serviceable person. <laughs> I do my best. Um, so, I thought maybe you could talk about the service frat yes and some of your favorite causes and how you are active in service in collage yes so service was not something that i did a ton of before college like i i I probably did like a few things Mm -hmm. here and there but it wasn't like like did. So when i got to college i was like this is something that i actually Mm -hmm. want to do more of so um doing alternative spring break was one way that i did it which is so fun but it's only for 10 days of the year so if you're like looking to do um like more long-term service projects like it's not really for that it's more to get like a a, like just like such a fun experience immersed yeah you get immersed and you travel somewhere and it's super cool but for like more continuous things i joined alpha phi omega which is a service 
co-ed service fraternity that's at on most college campuses so it's not specific to UVM or anything um and it is so fun because you the three pillars are friendship leadership and service so you're obviously doing a bunch of service work like in the community but you're also getting to know all the other people on the club through like fun little activities like people host dinners or like we'll go bowling or do laser tag and it's super fun and then you also have the opportunity to go to like conferences or lectures and stuff like that for like the leadership aspect so it's so fun I feel like my college experience was like completely changed when I started doing it because before like I definitely felt like I don't know. Like, I didn't... Floundering? Yeah, I felt like I was floundering a little. Like, I didn't really have a group... I never really, like, had a group of people that I was super, like, immersed in. And it's just so fun to, like, have... It almost feels like a project that you're, like, doing with all these people. Like, everyone is there because they care about it. Mm. And so it's so fun. Like, ASP. Like, it's ten people that you're, like... I don't know any of these And people. also, you feel like, in college, like, you know that people wanted to do it. Like, I do yeah. feel like in high school when I would do things, like, some of the people, you're like, do you actually like this, you know? Yeah, because, like, I feel like, I don't know, when you're making friendships in college, I feel like it's awkward when you're just going in, you're like, oh, I just, I, I, I like, want to make friends, and everyone, it's, like, awkward, I don't know. I definitely felt awkward just, like, asking people to hang out, so I feel like, meeting people through doing service Mm -hmm. is so cool because you're like oh like there's another reason that I'm here right but also like I'm getting to know all these people and like it's so fun and you know they're gonna be like your people shall we say because it's like interested in this similar thing I thought maybe we could talk about like how do you deal how do you use your like frustration about certain things like community-wise, environment-wise, whatever you're passionate about, and, um, like, utilize that and make a difference. You know what I mean? Like, I think we, like, you and I have different, maybe, like, tactics. So, I think a lot of times, like, it's very easy with environmental, um, well, not with environmental, with, like, sustainability practices Mm -hmm. to get frustrated when people don't do them and it's also very easy to like get on your high horse and be like oh my god why why don't you use a metal straw or like blah 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 and then I sometimes take a look and I'm like you know what I do a bunch of things that are really bad for the environment and like being judgmental of people and how they're living their life like it's just not effective because Mm -hmm. one the the ability to participate in sustainable actions is a privilege because right. it is expensive, usually, and you don't requires, always know about it. You don't always know about it. It requires money and education and circumstance, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people do not have mm-hmm. that option. And like, I definitely sometimes have to catch myself and be like, oh my gosh, like. I can't judge these people for using a plastic straw. Right. Especially when I'm, you know, like, if I'm in a rush, like, I'm, and I'm not going to remember a metal straw, like, I'm going to use a plastic straw, too. Like, that's just Mm -hmm. the way it is. And I think it's really easy to not, like, think about all of the factors that, like, Mm. impact the way people um, operate, or also not to look at your own behaviors and be like, well, I also do these bad things. And, like, the reason that I study what I do is because I think, like, there are ways to do things that actually benefit people and are also good for the environment. Like, I don't think that we need to, like, necessarily lower our... I don't think we need to lower our quality of life to, Mm -hmm. like, make make better adjustments, like, for the environment and for the earth. And so I think, like, I don't know. So I work at Duncan, <laughs> and obviously, like, there's a lot of waste. Like, mm. it's all plastic cups, straws, whatever. So in Burlington, there's a plastic straw ban starting July 1st. So instead of, like, putting the straws out in the lobby, we keep them behind the counter, mm-hmm. and you're, like, only supposed to give out one per drink. So, like, what I started doing is instead of automatically giving someone one, I would wait for them to ask. Mm. And, like, because I was like, oh, then, like, I don't know, people who don't, people might, like, think before asking and be Mm. like, oh, actually, I'll just, like, take the lid off my cup or something, blah, blah, blah. Um, And, like, (laughs) this one man would always be so just, like, 
if I didn't give him a straw, he'd be like, excuse me, like, can I have a straw? And and I'd be like, sure. And he'd be like, well, how do you expect me to drink it otherwise? Like, very, like, ha, ha, ha. Mm. And, like, one time I was like, you know you could just, like, take the lid off, right? Like, I was so just, like, I was like, he was just, like, being so patronizing. And I was like, I just want to shut you down. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I don't know. He was just weird. Like, it wasn't even a satisfying, like, like talk back. And, yeah, talk back. And I was just like, okay. Okay, like this is just I don't think even <laughs> process yeah, yeah. what I was saying. But I don't know. It's just like stuff like that where I'm right. like inclined to be judgmental and then I'm like, you know, like everyone is going through their own mm-hmm. process, but like you can do small things right to like I genuinely think the fact that I wasn't just handing everyone a straw like probably meant some people were like, Oh fuck, I wish I like had a straw. But then we're like, oh, I can take the lid off. Right. Or, oh, I have a metal straw in my car yeah. or whatever. And I also think that, like, the thing about not being privileged or educated. Yeah. Stuff like that. I think, for me, with everything, including environmental and political, you have to realize that, like, our country does not make it easy for people to yeah. be sustainable and to be educated about sustainability. Yeah. So I think that's where, like, you take that into consideration when mm-hmm. you are frustrated with individuals when yes we all can like do our part and that is so very important but it's also like you know what are the apartments and cities how are they you know they're the certain appliances those are like not or not sustainable but like the too much water you know what I mean like there's certain things that like are not we would have to be very like pay attention to them yeah and I mean, I don't yeah. even know all the ways, like, you know. And also, like, as someone who where all of my basic needs are met, like, it's yeah. a privilege for me to be able to step outside of myself and be like, what can I do to reduce my impact? But for someone who is thinking about where they're going to sleep at night or where they're going right. to get their next meal, like, that's just not... Oh, a consideration. Right. And that's so understandable. Yeah. And then for me to be like it's disgusting that you, like, don't, yeah. you know, that you're not, like, that comes from a place of privilege, which I think people need to understand, and that's what I also think is so cool about studying natural resources, is because you also get that kind of perspective of, like, whose job really is mm-hmm. it to yeah. be working against climate change, because it's not the people who are struggling to meet their basic needs, it's right. the people who have the economical power to consume, consume, consume. Right. The people who have the money to put in solar panels. And yeah, like, exactly, because yeah. the people who have money are also the people who have Probably, the power to yeah. waste money and waste resources. Yeah. And so those are also the people who should be putting their money towards saving resources. Right. Not the people who are scrimping by. <laughs> right, right. And I also think, I just always think of, maybe it was like Fed Up, one of those like documentaries yeah. about like uh, food. And I just think about how, again, the system makes junk food so cheap. Mm-hmm. And obviously when people are like struggling for food and struggling financially, that's what they're going to go towards, the mac yeah. and the chips and whatever. So it's like the same thing. People want the cheapest thing because they need to freaking eat and live. Exactly. And, and they're not going to be able to buy like um, ethically sourced right. food. They can't or... go to Whole Foods. Like that's, yeah. they probably don't even, they probably live in a food desert. Like you, we can yeah. go on and on about yeah. these kind of things. But I do think it's, yeah, it's similar with like environmental issues. Because yeah. they, they don't, yeah, don't have the privilege to like see that is an issue and it's also not provided to them it's like i also have to make a conscious effort like yeah more places i like shop at and eat at have like compostable silverware and stuff but still like i have the privilege so i say i will make an active effort to like think about how can i be more sustainable how can i promote sustainability you know and that's like a privilege that you have when you have the safety to like expand outside of yourself which right. i just think is so interesting because also at this duncan like we get a lot of like homeless people who come in and like they go there because it's cheap and like everybody knows like fast food is not good for the environment it's not yeah. good for your health like but that's the option that's available right. like they're not gonna go to a city market and get yeah kombucha and glass bottles like yeah. it's just not gonna happen and like i don't know it just makes me really think about like 
the people who have the power to make change mm-hmm. and then like the people that it actually impacts and yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, no, I've been thinking a lot about that because I don't know if you saw, but people were like posting those things about like the millionaires, billionaires, mm-hmm. like um, like Jeff Bezos. You know, they were like, he has this much money. If he yeah. used ten percent of his income, like climate change would be solved, yeah. whatever. And I recently watched. I don't know why I've been talking about it so much. Yeah, but the Bill Gates documentary. I recently watched. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's just. I mean, I just was thinking, I was like, why is Bill Gates such an anomaly in the fact that he uses his money to provide um, toilets to, to, like, countries in Africa? I can't imagine, like, having that much money and being like, yeah, let me just say, you know, like, what, I don't know, like, if you, that's crazy to me that, like, someone could have the power to just, Mm -hmm. like reverse climate change and they're like nah <laughs> right well i also think that's our system like what yeah. are, that's another systemic issue yeah. like who's getting taxed where mm-hmm. like how is that Just money the fact that someone could have yeah. so much money and someone else could not is very frustrating to me yeah and the, the idea wealth that someone the, the concept that like well someone like there's no way even if you are going with the argument mm-hmm. that like well, if you work harder, you make more money, and blah, blah, oh, blah. Yes. Which, like, first of all, I think is completely, like... Unfounded stupid. Yeah. <laughs> completely stupid. But, yeah. like, even if you were, there is no way in the world that, that Jeff Bezos could have worked millions upon millions of times harder than someone who's, like, earning the minimum wage. You know, like, the amount right. of money that he has... He's not some supreme human so being. so grossly <laughs> yeah. huge that, like, there's He's no way that that income gap yeah. could be attributed to how hard someone has worked. It's not like, justified it's just not, by individual Yeah, it's not. And talent. it is the system. And if people... And if that's true, then it's just like... I don't know. I just think <laughs> that there is literally no way yeah. that someone should be able to make that much money from doing anything. And that someone could make so little. Right. And that, like, we're giving them the opportunity... Like, the choice to be charitable. Yeah. But, like, yes, I know, like tax write-offs whatever for like charity and stuff but still it's like eh, yeah. we could be like give like the i don't know i do yeah. think i don't know all the answers and i think that people have smarter answers to this <laughs> but i mean the wealth distribution that's something that's been upsetting me lately yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's hard to think about and hard to be like well i am one human being I recognize that there are systemic issues, but I also recognize that I'm one person who can, I don't know, like, recognize that there are homeless people that I could help. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Certain things like that. I also, yeah, I think when I was, I took an ecological economics class last year, and it was so cool to me, because it was just, like, basically my professor just, like, debunked everything about, like, mainstream Mm -hmm. economics and how, like, infinite growth, like, literally isn't possible. But in mainstream economics, they tell you that the economy should always be growing. If you're making over, it's, like, proven that you're not, and I feel like everybody, like, says this fact, but, like, if you're making over $70,000 a year, like, you're not happier after that point. Right. Like, if you're making less than $70,000 a year and then you start making, like, 80000 then, like, yes, your quality of life probably will be improved, but beyond that, it isn't. So it's, like, if people who have so much money aren't going to redistribute their wealth, like, what's the point? You know, like, right. if you could make someone else's life so much better while keeping yours the same, then, like, why aren't we redistributing wealth, like, if that right. is true? No, definitely. And I, I mean, when I think about the uh administration (laughs) and i just think about not even our current administration but also i mean i just think of trump and the divisiveness currently Mm -hmm. um and that's what makes me think of like why we have this mentality of kind of like all again like one what's the phrase i'm looking for like we're all we're fighting against each other rather than being like these are fellow citizens let's help them you know what i mean of that just mentality of like you are the rich like we are the rich you're the poor we're not gonna help you this is all on you you know no i agree like i think honestly like 
people, and I know this is very contentious because, like, <laughs> it's the U.S. and mm-hmm. everyone is just supposed to be able to do whatever right. the fuck they want, but I honestly think that people should have social obligations yeah. to help others, and I mm-hmm. think that, like, that there are people who dedicate their lives to improving the quality of right. lives of others, and then there's other people who are just, like astronomically rich and feel no obligation right. i think it should be built into the system right that like if you are exceeding a certain lifestyle then you need to your your money needs to be redirected yeah. you have a somewhere. responsibility to because like yeah. yeah and like given the fact like i think some people would say that that's unfair because it's like oh this person like earned all this money so like they should have it but like the fact that so I just read Trevor Noah's memoir. Stop! I've been I wanting li- to read that for so long. I literally have. You, you can bring it, it home. It is so good, and he, he said something in there that like, I really impacted me just thinking about service. He was like, people will say like, instead of giving someone a fish, like you should teach them how to fish. He was like, but what no one ever talks about is how, like. So you need to give someone a fishing rod for them mm. to be able to do that. And he was just talking about how like. We, like, have so much, like, I don't know. Like, everything, the chances you're given and the way you're brought up is so dependent on so many things that came before. Like, the fact that I am able to go to college and all that, like, that's dependent on my parents and their parents and their parents before them. Like, that had nothing to do with me and, like, what I did. Like, I just grew up and was, was, like, knew I was going to be afforded these opportunities. But, like... So it's, like, why should the amount of money that somebody has be so reliant on a factor that they can't control? Yeah. And I think, like, people need to be given resources right, to we be have able these, to rise up yeah. in communities. Like, you can't just be, like, oh, like, let me give you a little lesson on, like, how to right. thrive, but then not give someone the resources to do it. Because they do need to be given the resources. Like, no, definitely. It's not just, like, oh, pull it out of your ass if you really care about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Because it's definitely, it's, like, oh, I feel like when people talk about, like, impoverished communities they're like oh we'd be what's what do people say like um handouts i'm not for like handouts and it's like no like they were never equipped with that fishing rod they were never equipped with that comfortable cushion of wealth how do you expect people to rise out of poverty if you don't give handouts and when the thing is i like that's it's not even handouts it's like the the only difference is is like instead of it coming from your parents it's coming from someone else like i could easily be like the only reason i'm here is because of handouts from my parents but some people's parents aren't able to give that and that's not their fault it's just Mm -hmm. the way and i i don't know i like never really thought about it that way before of like a handout is an extremely necessary part of like pulling people out of poverty right and it's so kind of ignorant for someone to think of it like that because i mean i know i've been thinking a lot about like racial disparities people say black people just aren't working hard enough that's why you know they're in (laughs) poverty all stuff it's like we never gave them a chance yeah they literally were born into a country that was built off of their ancestors like all of slavery and we just keep tamping them down tamping them down with no help no assistance no and the our system i think you know when we think about like oh the police they're bad apples no it's the system that literally is every there's racism embedded in every single institution if you look at it and i think it's the same thing with poverty with like class like wealth and all i don't know you name it i think that there's racism it has an issue with the past generations you know like yeah you can't just think about it as like an individual has the ability yeah when we're just like pushing them down and kicking them you know we're not doing anything to like raise people up and i think like if we did that if we stepped outside of ourselves and was like this is what has happened for years and like this is why people continue to be oppressed against and we stopped making it an issue of like i don't know i have noticed that like people certain people tend to get very upset when it's like if people say all cops are bastards or like fuck 12 and it's like i'm not saying that every police officer is a bad person i don't think that's true i think there are many wonderful people who are Mm -hmm. police officers but what we're saying is the system right is fucked up and and people who are police officers are benefiting 
from a system that is... And they're perpetuating it. And they're perpetuating it. And if you are associated with that, like, that is what people are saying. Like, you... And it's the same way when it's, like, can say, like, well, I'm a white person and I am perpetuating a system where I'm benefiting. And I'm benefiting from a system where, um, like, other people are being pushed down. And that's problematic. And, like... Instead of being all, like, offended and being like, oh, my God, you're saying I'm a terrible person, just being like, oh, this is the truth and we need to work against it. Right, and say that means I have a responsibility because just, like, wealth is a privilege, so is the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Yeah. I have a responsibility to say I will put effort into, like, making it equal and making the systems and institutions more just. Yeah. And, I think we just are conditioned to take things so personally and then that's just so unhelpful and because it's like it's making it about you like all of a sudden you're like well if you think I'm a bad person like why would I help you and it's like well yeah and it's like there's a reason why there are statistics about the number of people in prison the number of people in poverty and really like talking about skin color like there's a reason why a certain race is so much higher above and that doesn't have to do with anything about what they look like or who they are that has to do with the like our country and how it was founded and how it continues to run Yeah, yeah i know and it's so important that like we have those statistics because It opens your eyes. It opens your eyes. And, like, and it's also, like, impossible to be, like, oh, well, every, I guess every black person just happens to be lazy. Like, nobody can make that argument. So it's, like, forces people to be, like, oh. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There are systems that perpetually force people down. And that's why we see things like this. Right. No, definitely. Okay. Um, So I I thought along, not really along those lines, but maybe (laughs) now we can talk about, um, as we're saying, like in service clubs and stuff, that's where you and I find our people because that's what we are passionate about. Obviously, both of us are passionate about what we're just talking (laughs) about. And that's why I love people like Marge and her in specific, obviously. And I think, so I thought maybe... We could talk about how do you find your people yes. in college? Because I'm still figuring out, you know? Yeah. I think t- I love talking about this because for me, like, it was definitely a huge transition mm-hmm. from high school to college. And when people told me, like, oh, my God, like, college is going to be the best four years of your life, that just felt like so much pressure. Yeah. And I also felt like... I don't know, coming to college and feeling like I needed, feeling this huge social pressure to be constantly making friends just stressed me out so much. Like, I just felt like, I felt like I could never take a moment to myself because if I did that, I was missing out on, like, opportunities to meet people. And I was like, this is just not, like, a healthy way to live my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to take time to myself and I need to, like, decompress. So I feel like my, I think it takes a while to find people and I think the best way to do it is by doing things that you care about like I think like for me joining the service fraternity was like amazing because I was like here's things that I want to do anyway and then I'm meeting all these people and like becoming closer to people and I think that was like really good for me because I know I spent like the majority of my freshman year feeling weird about the fact that I didn't have this big friend group of people that just wanted to do like everything together and I always like felt very like oh my god I need to be finding yeah. something to do and I need to find people to eat meals with and I and I felt like insecure about the fact that I'd only made two like really close friends like my first semester and I was like I feel like this isn't the way it's supposed to be but I think once I started focusing more on being busy doing things that I cared about and doing things that felt fulfilling I stopped worrying so much about like the the friends I was supposed to have because I just started and it's just not instant like if you're when you make friends like it takes a while it takes a lot of repeat Mm -hmm. interactions like for instance one of my good friends Bridget and I like we do all of the same extracurriculars just because we are very Mm -hmm. similar kinds of people like we're both RAs like we both were ASB site leaders we were both um uh, like, in my service fraternity. We actually both work at Dunkin' now. <laughs> like, we just, like, tend to do very similar yeah. things. And, like, for, like, a full year, we were just always around each other. But we weren't really, like, 
friends. We were just mm-hmm. very friendly. Like, yeah. we would talk. And, like, after a while, we were just, like, starting to actually doing things together and, like, actually being friends. And mm-hmm. I, it's, like, made me realize, like, you don't have to, like, beeline into that intense right. friendship. Like, sometimes it just takes a while. Yeah. And, like, it's sometimes, and it's just, like, a perfect example of someone that we came close with just from, like, doing things with them that we both, like, enjoyed and having, like, yeah. things in common like that. And I also think, I remember, like, last year, near, like, the end, before I went home, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of was, like, thinking, oh, like, I spent my whole year being, like, friend, 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 I'm everyone's friend, and yeah, I like to be friendly and, like, have a quote-unquote friend with whatever, Yeah. but I also think I realized, I was, like, huh, I also missed out on the close friends, and not necessarily, but, like, yeah, I think I was just so like adamant about being a social butterfly yeah. <laughs> like you know like yeah. of just having everyone like me and it's like that's yeah. not how it works I can't just like be like you like me you like me you like me yeah and then like never have my own close friend you know what yeah. I mean no I know what yeah you mean. so I think it's like because that was also for my pressure putting on myself and also mm-hmm. I think FOMO Instagram is so freaking annoying so freaking annoying and so I think recognizing that like um I'm sure everyone has already said this, but like, they're not, they're not their friends. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> the not. people they're posing with no. in that random frat house. Like, I hated to break it to you, but like, there's a 50% chance they're not actually their friends. Yeah. Or that they won't be friends in the next 10 days. Like, yes. <laughs> the thing, yeah, something that I definitely realized is like, my freshman year, I would always see these like huge groups of people like in the dining hall or like, walking around and I was like oh my god I don't have anything like that I was like I have two friends and I was like and I literally hang out with them individually like we don't even we weren't even like three friends together we were like this is my friend and this is my friend and I remember being like oh my god like I don't know I felt like I was missing out and like I would see things and just be like oh this is super different from my experience like how do I achieve that but now like that I'm starting my junior year I'm kind of realizing that all of those friend groups have, like, dissolved. Like, they're not... Like, I definitely know a few people who do have that big friend group, but even when I talk to them more about, like, their social experience, I learned that, like, they really only consider themselves to be close with, like, a few people in that group and, like, often will feel very anxious or, like, left out in, like, the big group. And it just made me realize, like... I don't regret the way I did things at all because all I ever did was like continue building close friendships and now I have like several more people that I would consider myself to be really close with and I never did build that like cohesive big friend group where we all do things together but I kind of like where I am now where I'm like oh like I will spend time with you and spend time Mm -hmm. with you and I feel like very connected to each of those people. No, yeah, and I think that's more valuable of a friendship because then you, like, actually know each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, like, well, also, these, like, random ten people, there's a good chance that you aren't all, like, actually meant to be friends. Like, oh, because I feel like sometimes I'm, like, oh, I'm so picky with my friends. But, like, that's what I want because yeah. <laughs> I want friends because, like, at the end of the day, as I am someone who I like being around people and I get energy from people, yeah. if... Like, I could also be attaining bad energy from people and also realizing that, like, sometimes people just aren't my people. And that's yeah. fine. And I'm not going to force friendships with people that, like, I genuinely, like, is it's hard to talk to or, yeah. like, I don't feel comfortable around them, you know? That's an also, I definitely went through a phase freshman year where, like, I would be spending time with people that I did not enjoy spending time right. with, but I was doing it because I felt so pressured yeah, to be same. spending time with different people besides like the two friends that I actually really enjoyed yeah. hanging out with and I was like too nervous to ask to spend more time with people that I thought I might be better friends with like if we spent more time together so I was just like I was like oh you know like this person <laughs> honestly kind of irritates me yeah. but like you know what it's it's a different person than I was hanging out with yeah. yesterday no, and same. that's what matters it's like, who cares also can we talk about this something I feel like I always say and people are like you can't just do that <laughs> like Forcing your way into friendships. Okay, not forcing your way, but I think 
that like like what you said like asking like can I be your friend yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean like I think I've done I do it with all my friends yeah like, if I want to be friends with someone I'm like I'm not ashamed to let them know that I want to be yeah. friends with them yeah. you know what I mean I think mm-hmm. people are like I don't want to invite myself and I'm like no no, no like, also, <laughs> like I don't know I think like someone being like I want to be your friend I mean unless you really don't want to be their friend for some reason like it's always so nice like right. I remember after ASB when <laughs> Isabel and I were dropping them off I was like Kira please yeah. hang out with me I was like we will be hanging out like yeah. don't forget about me and like I was very vocal about that because I was like I love right. Kira I want to spend yeah. more time with her and, like yeah and that's what we're going to do and then I was then I participated because even though I was like oh this cool upperclassman <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean like even now I was like oh does she you know I was like she's so cool <laughs> and it's like, like no I want to be your friend she and it's like why do I just like forget that people actually like me yeah you know what I, I mean the same thing because when I was a freshman I was very close with my roommate she was one of my two friends and she was a sophomore when I was a freshman which also did not help my like social anxiety yeah. about starting because I was like oh my god she already has all her friends blah blah and like I would spend time with her friends all the time and they were always telling my roommate Emma they were like we love Marjorie like she is Mm -hmm. so nice like invite her to anything yeah but every time they would invite me I was like oh my god guys like are you sure you want me there like I don't Mm -hmm. want to infringe and they had to tell me so many times like you are our friend also like we're not just pity inviting you but it took me even now like I'll be like oh I am very close with like one of your friends now but like would I feel comfortable asking them to just do something one-on-one probably not but another thing that I learned about friendships is like they're not all the same right I have very different kinds of friendships there are some people where like I only really hang out with them in groups and Mm -hmm. like I probably wouldn't hang out with them one-on-one not because like I don't like them but like that is just the dynamic we have where like I I hang out with them in a group Mm -hmm. of certain people and I used to kind of be dismissive of friendships like that where I'm like well if I wouldn't hang out with them on -on one-on-one like are we even really friends right but I've just come to accept like there are so many different kinds of friends that I have some friends where I'm like I could talk to you one-on-one for hours like Mm -hmm. that's just the way our friendship is I'm very comfortable with that there's other friendships where I'm like um, we have to go and do an activity. Like, right. we are going to go do something or, together. Or, like, I go to this friend to laugh. I yes. go to this friend for advice. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I have some friends who, like, do both, you know? But I yeah. do think that it's, like, my mom always said. Like, different friends for different things. Like, exactly. you know, like, sometimes I won't tell that friend that thing because I, I don't know, they don't respond to the my way, liking. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and I'll tell like, some friends yeah. certain things and I won't tell other friends other things because I just know now, like, that right. they're not going to respond in a way that will be satisfactory to me. Right, and I think, like, letting that go, because I think I used to be like, oh, they're not the perfect friends. Like, no one's a perfect friend. Yeah. God knows I'm, I'm not, not perfect. perfect yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's like, you just have to be like, this friend is for this and yeah. I don't it's fine that they don't do this that just means you like don't spill your guts to them or that yeah. just means or you yeah. just do different and that I think is probably like the most important thing that I learned yeah. about friendships is like just because like if someone doesn't respond to me the way that mm-hmm. I wanted them to in a certain situation or I didn't feel like hanging out with them one time it does not mean that they're not my friend right they're just of one friend for specific things, a different mm-hmm. friend for different things, and that is the healthiest way right. that you can. I was talking to my sister recently. I was like, I think the biggest problem with romantic relationships is expecting one person to be everything right. to you. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I'm very happy to accept that, like, my friends are going to have different strengths and weaknesses and they're going to be bring out different sides of mm. me. But I think people expect romantic partners to be, like, the full package. And that's just not... They're going to be, like, another friend. Right. And, like, if you try and force things to be certain ways, if you try and force one person to be your best friend mm-hmm. in all sense, that's just... It's not going to work out. Right. It's and just it's, not. It's like, I even put that pressure on myself. I'm like, I'm not the perfect friend. And it's like, no, no, she knows she can't invite me to, like, run with her. I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> you know like, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, certain things, it's like, fine. Like, and I just am always like, I'm so terrible that I, like, don't like that. Or that I, like, you know, yeah. can't help with that. And it's or like, if I don't, like, relate to someone right. on, like, like, if I'm like, oh, I haven't watched the Marvel movies. I, right. like, feel a little sense of Oh, shame. I can't be her friend. Yeah. And 
it's like what or even it's like oh she's friends with her why am i not friends with her it's like fine like yeah it's like you just can't the best thing was when i just stopped trying to force to force things and stopped thinking about what i should have or what kind of friend what my friends should be like and it was just like started appreciating people for different things and being very content with what it was and i think once you're in college for a little while and you meet a lot of people through different things you stop being like well i need seven cohesive friendships Mm -hmm. then where they're all friends with each other and we do everything you and my friends about recently is the difference between living on campus and off campus for like social things and we were talking about how one of the weirdest things about coming to college living on campus is like suddenly things that used to be private are like so public because like Like when you're in high school you like go home and you eat dinner and then but like you come to college and you're like oh my god I need a friend to eat dinner with because you're like so yeah I was so uncomfortable like eating alone in the dining hall but like that was just a reality when you have two friends (laughs) (laughs) they're not always going to be available to dinner with you so like I remember being like, oh my gosh, like, this is so uncomfortable. Like, if my friends can't eat with me, I guess I just won't eat. Then you move off campus, and you're like, no one is watching me. Like, unless I make the conscious, you know, I'm like, I'm just gonna make a grilled cheese and eat in my bed, and like, (laughs) (laughs) fuck y'all, you know, nobody has to see this. Like, this morning, I literally ate a bacon, egg, and cheese in my bed and watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I feel like if I was in the dorms, Mm -hmm. I might have been like... Shame, 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 yeah. shame. Everyone's, I can literally see people right. eating with their friends from no, my dorm window. <laughs> I've literally been feeling that since I, like, came this year. Because literally people, like, have just, like, groups of friends and they're, like, trouncing around. And I'm yeah. like, where have you found these people? Like, m- most of my friends aren't even coming to, like, Friday yeah. or Saturday. And so I eat alone in Daniel because I have no other friends mm-hmm. on campus, which is fine by me. I yeah. honestly don't even care. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm like, I read my book. Yeah. I, like, wrote the notes <laughs> for the podcast yeah. or lunch. And it's, but, so I think, like, I don't know why I, like, care about that. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. my issue where I'm like, who cares? I'm well, alone. Think, like, like Part of it is just you're so exposed mm. to other yeah. people when you're on campus. Like, when you're at home, you're like, oh, I know people are out there doing things, but, like, I'm in my house right. and I'm not seeing anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, you feel totally fine about watching TV all day, or at least I do. Yeah. You know, but then I always remember, like, when I come back to campus, I would suddenly just get this super strong yeah. urge of, like, I need to be doing something all the time. No, like, and, and then I would just give myself no breaks. I would yeah. be like... I intense need to mm-hmm. overachieve in yeah. all ways. Yeah. And I love living off campus now because I feel like I can just whew, like there's <laughs> still some pressure. I'm like uh, it's my day off, I need to be doing fun things. Right. But like I feel way more comfortable just being like, you know what I wanna do? So on my bed and eat some soup. <laughs> and I'm like fine with that. <laughs> Always involves bed and some food. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. So, Marge and I, I think we get along together because yes, very much. <laughs> because, <Finishing the> effort, <laughs> because of our overachieving status and yes. our tendency. And I have the same thing with being like, I must, everyone must think I'm this wonderful friend. <laughs> yes. And that I'm always with people. Mm-hmm. And that Kira Stubanis never eats alone. Like, and it's like, never. it's like, what? Like, yeah. who? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, like, no one is monitoring it except me. There's someone like putting a tally, yeah. like eight alone Tuesday, like <laughs> you know. And it's like, so I have overachieving in the social sense. Mm-hmm. When like I think I've been realizing that it's like you know what I like to read. Mm-hmm. Also, the thing I was gonna say about like friends is. Like, you don't have to like what other people like. You know what I mean? I was going to say that. of Like, I feel like in high school, like, people just kind of, like, there was a norm. And, like, conformed to that norm. But then I think when I came to college, I was like, you know what? If I don't want to party 24-7, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not a very, like, party (laughs) kind of gal. So it's like I have the friends who like what I like. And, like, that's okay. You know? So that's something I wanted to mention. It's like yeah it's something Being I, more accepting of the things right. that I actually like <laughs> yeah it's like it's fine that like my friend and I watching a movie like she yeah. likes it I like it exactly there are people that are just like me and they're normal <laughs> and I definitely felt like 
I don't know. As soon as people someone start talking to me about like all the parties they went to, I like felt this need to be like, ah, yes, the party I went to months ago. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the party with two party. people. <laughs> the party in my bed. <laughs> me and my friends. Me and the Gilmore Girls cast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So oh my cheering. Also, I think with our so socially academically yes <laughs> and i think it's funny because it's like why do i feel this need i don't know about you but like i was never pres- pressured to like be a great student like no i wasn't do all these things at all like my parents were definitely like you should get good grades yeah but, like i never was like i don't know i definitely didn't have one of those parents that was like an a minus shame on you very like yeah. felt very free to like have a little right. leniency so like i don't I don't know. I think it's, like, my sense of inadequacy. And we're going to go into it deeply. I think that, like, I'm just, like, I must prove that, like, I can get this grade. And, like, yeah. I can, like why am I double majoring? Who the fuck I think, knows? Like, <laughs> I think a lot of it is, like, I am very aware of how other, how I want other people to perceive me. Mm. And I feel, like, if I'm not doing 18 credits, like, what am I doing? Like, people will think I'm a slacker. Yeah. Like, and I need to have straight A's and I need to, like, blah, 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 and, like, I need to be doing all of the clubs. And I remember the moment I knew Kira and I were just absolute (laughs) soul sisters is when Kira and I both admitted that we like to brag about how little free time we have. How stressed we are. How how busy we are. How chaotic. And it's, like, a little humble brag where you're like, well, I woke up at 4 a.m., and then I had this meeting and this meeting and And these classes. And I went to bed at 2 a.m. And I went to bed at 2 a.m., and I ran five miles, and I blah, 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 and, like... And then, and people would be like, wow, that sucks. And I would be like, yes, yeah, it's great. God, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I feel like I've never had a friend who, like, admitted to that. Yeah. Like, it either was, like, I had a friend who, like, would do that or, like, friends who were like, you're weird. Like, yeah. you know, and they were normal and they're yeah. like, oh, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, and they just didn't compare themselves to me, yeah, which is like, healthy. Every time I would say something like that, I was just wanted it to be, like, a little humble brag. Right. I wanted people to be like, oh, my God, you're so busy. You you achieve yeah. so much. And for me to be like, oh, all in a day's work. Yeah. Like, not, like, not, like, not me bragging. Yeah. And because I think I was always like, me? Bragger? Bragging? <laughs> Wait, was it braggard? Wait, is that a word? A braggart? A braggart? Is that a word? I think a bragger. I think I don't a bragger think. to something else. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, that's not me. I humble. Yes. So humble, just so yes. hardworking. I'm just a hardworking gal. And it's like, no, I obviously want validation. It's definitely a superiority thing. Right. And like, I think that's fine to want to be validated. But I also think it's like, I don't like, like, at the end of the day, do I like being so busy and, like, stress out? No. No. So it's like, what's what's my issue? I also, like, very much would be like, I have ten different things that I need to do today. And, like, I would be very busy and, like, hustling back and forth. And then I would think about it and I would be like, did I enjoy (laughs) any of those things? Or Mm -hmm. was I just doing it because I felt like I needed to be doing it? Or because I was so afraid of feeling FOMO or feeling, like, lame that yeah. I was like, well, let me just fill up all my time so I never even need to think about right. that. And it's just not even a question, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I don't judge my... I envy my friends who, like, have free time and, like, yeah. don't care what people think. And they're like, you know what? I just didn't want to take 25 credits. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just wanted yeah. to take 15 credits. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I was, love ya. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, like, I don't judge... Other people. Well, yeah. I had this one friend freshman year, or not freshman year, sophomore year, where I'd be like, oh, what did you get up to today? He'd be like, well, I went to my one class, and then I watched Hulu in my bed, and I was like, sir, what are yeah. you doing? I was like, this is just so I, like, judge, but me. then when I think about it, I'm like, that's just because you're jealous. Yeah. And, like, you just wish that you weren't that hard, like, yeah, so hard on yourself. Okay yeah, that I okay with doing that. Or I think... Well, the thing is, when he would say that, he sounded very much depressed about the oh. fact. So I was like, oh my god, if you're depressed about that, why aren't you doing things? Right. But I think I'm very envious of people who can lead that kind of chill lifestyle and feel very good about it. And right. I, I also think my perceptions of other people's lives are very skewed. Yeah. Because I think, oh, you do this, you do this, you are friends with this person and this person. And then I talk to those people and they're like, yes, I spend many hours in my bed, like 
being sad mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I would never have thought that because in yeah. my mind everyone is so busy so active right. like doing so many things and I then am I'm the like, sad hermit and then like, I have <laughs> no like, friends <laughs> I know I know friends and yeah. then I like realize oh they told me about one thing they did this week and in my head I'm yeah. like they so social right and then, or they post about the three things they did yeah. and I just assumed and all I the just, other time is taken up <laughs> exactly I just assume they do that every right. day mm-hmm. or I see them walking with their friends and I'm like they must have a million friends and right. I don't realize that everybody feels like me and I don't realize that other people like my friend told me she was like you are so busy she was like you're so popular you have so many friends and I'm like really because I feel like I'm always like afraid that I have no friends <laughs> yeah and I also think sometimes I like push away <laughs> it's like yeah. by being so busy and so like I'm so busy I can't you know what I mean yeah. I can't do frivolous things like have yeah. fun it's like <laughs> you're just not like, I know you're doing that to yourself well I also felt like by being so going so hard on extracurriculars and being so busy I missed out on like fun spontaneous things that more chill people were doing like people would be like oh do you want to do this fun thing and I would be like literally fuck my life I do but I signed on to do 10 things this weekend and I cannot or I would feel ashamed that I wanted to have fun it's like why where did I get the strange feeling or I would feel ashamed (laughs) if I was like wanted to stop studying and watch like an episode of Real Housewives right even though, I don't know. I was just very, like, this is the way things should be, and yeah. this is how I need to achieve it, and I am going to contort myself in a million different ways yeah. to do this, and then, like, I don't know. And most of the time, I ended up feeling, like, lame anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because like, I was just, I don't know. It's just a whole, it's just a whole, I don't know. I think this summer, I found a lot of peace in, I did nothing I, and yeah. I was so content I, was, <laughs> I realized it is literally all social pressure because when I removed myself from it I was so content just like reading a lot and I read so many freaking books I read so I many worked books. and mm-hmm. read that's all I did yeah and I, you know what? I love running errands with my headphones oh, in oh, yes. and going alone yeah and I like just doing stuff like that I love going for runs like I most of the things I really enjoy doing are things that I do alone. Yeah. And I don't, like, I really don't enjoy just, like, lazing around Mm -hmm. and, like, doing nothing. But I do love, like, being like, oh, a free evening? How about I make myself popcorn and watch a movie? And, like, I love making plans to do with myself. I don't like that feeling of, like, floating around and having nothing to do. But, like, I do love being, like, oh, I'm really enjoying this book and I'm really enjoying this TV show, so that is what I'm going to do, like, with myself tonight. Mm -hmm. And, like, I love all of my housemates, but, like, there are definitely times where I'm, like, blinders on, I'm going upstairs, (laughs) don't talk to me, because I literally just want to sit on my bed and watch my TV. And that is okay. It we is have no okay. qualms about it. We have no qualms. No qualms here. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Anytime. I, I literally am so happy. <laughs> so thank you and thank you, my no qualmers. <laughs> Rate and review on iTunes. Yes, okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. <laughs>